All right. Thank you for listening. This is the Project Sebastian podcast. And today's show is going to be a really special show. I uh, have the opportunity to share not only my family story, but one of my favorite people in the world, Gage Villano, will be joining us. Uh, he'll be talking about his side of what happens when you have a family member that is challenged in the area of special needs. So we're going to get into that, and I hope you stay tuned. Just wanted to throw out a couple of uh, great uh, plugs for you. We are still doing the ongoing raffle for the Super Bowl tickets. That's right. Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta, Georgia. And all you have to do to see if you want to go to the Super Bowl is just Google the Super Bowl. I got to tell you, uh, I have never been to the Super Bowl, and I really want to go. Even if you're not a football fan, I got to tell you, it's such an amazing day of fun from the event to the people to the food it's incredible you can actually just simply say hey i was at super bowl 53 so if you're if you're not a fan you should try to go if you are a fan man i gotta tell you there's no better deal for you to have an opportunity to win two tickets to this year's super bowl 53 so project sebastian's been uh, donated two tickets by the nfl for you to go to the next super bowl in Atlanta, Georgia. That's right. So all you got to do is go to www.projectsebastian.org and click on that flying football with the football player there and then put in your chance. Tickets start at $50 and you can buy as many as you want. Of course, the more you buy, the lower the price is and the better your chance is to win two tickets to this year's Super Bowl. Wanted to thank uh, my partners at Ship Offers. Thank you so much for believing in us and uh, helping us along the way. Also want to thank uh, my other business partners and family and friends at Blue Media for making a lot of the foundation happen. Thank you so much. And uh, we now have a new uh, partner in eSight. Now, if you haven't heard about eSight, you really need to Google eSight. eSight are our electronic glasses where they were designed originally for low vision. But because of the onset of so many neurological types of dystrophies and diseases. Uh, we all know that a lot of vision is lost, not only uh, in just macular degeneration, but now Batten's disease and a few other uh, horrible eye diseases. So we're going to be working with eSight here. And we're going to be getting you guys some glasses uh, for a discount. And that's all going to be handled through Project Sebastian. So we're really grateful to have made these amazing relationships. So please stay tuned. Coming up, Gage Valona talks about siblings that have to deal with your special needs person. Coming up. Okay, so here we are in the studio live with my youngest son, uh, Gage Valona. Say hello, Gage. Hello, people. How are you doing tonight? Well, if we had callers, they would call and they'd probably answer yours. So it's just right now, she's just kind of like a recording buddy. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. Okay. We're not great. we're not on a live show. We're not even in an office, actually. This is like the living room. You know what? Uh, your work is where you make it happen, so. All right. So Gage Valona is currently 13 years old and has been uh, a big, huge inspiration in my life. For those of you who don't know, uh, 
Gage has basically been my support, my rock, uh, my friend. Um, you know, he's not just a son. I don't uh, have too many bad things to say about him, but he's still a kid. But I, the reason why I asked him to join us uh, here today on the Project Sebastian podcast was because one of the segments we've been getting a lot of mail about is about, you know, what do the kids think? What are they talking about? You know, the the siblings, the brothers and the sisters that have to deal with the special needs person in your household on a daily basis. So I thought, hey, what better person to bring in than somebody that is actually connected to Sebastian uh, as a brother and as a friend. So um, that's what I wanted to say about my son, Gage. Uh, Gage is currently at Rancho Pico Junior High. Is that right? Yeah. And what grade are you in, Gage? Currently in eighth. I'm going to go into high school next year if I pass all my grades, but I've been keeping it up in the A's, so that's good. That's great. Did you do your homework tonight? Luckily, I don't have any. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because I get the emails. I do, man. I do, too. What do you mean? I have a Gmail. So it's the best thing ever. These email systems that come from the school, you, you know exactly when your kid is lying or when they're telling the truth, or, you know... Oh, you get my Miss Spencer email about my math homework that I already did? Yeah, I get all that stuff, dude. Trust me. And I also get the grades that are diminishing from A's to C's to F's because you don't turn in assignments. But we'll talk about that in another segment. Hell yeah. So, Gage, um, let me ask you this. How is it that you are 13 years old, you are living in Valencia, California, you're a junior high school, eighth grade, how is it that on a daily basis you are so happy? Generally, uh, what keeps me motivated, what keeps me going for the most part and makes me happy is probably the just the whole enjoyment of going to school. I mean, you know, that's that's not the greatest thing to have to wake up at 6.30 in the morning for. Uh, you know, not being able to just hang out, you just got to go somewhere. But what really keeps me happy is probably the people and the things I can do while I'm there. Um, the people where? People anywhere, really. From my own house, like stemming conversations with you or Jessica, to school with my friends and my whole little group and just... And then there's also the actions that I can do. Like, you know, games can bring me enjoyment. Like, video games I play can bring me a lot of enjoyment. I love doing other hobbies, like art. If I pull off, like, an actually good-looking drawing, in my opinion, it always makes me feel happy. Just a whole lot of things can make me happy, but general things like hobbies and people. I see. So you so you get up every day happy? How is that possible? Oh, it isn't. <laughs> I don't wake up every day happy. Sometimes I wake up like I want to punch a wall. Okay. Well. Some days I wake up like I want to cry into my pillow. Some days I wake up feeling like some goody two-shoes. I don't know. Sometimes I wake up feeling joyous because of some event. Like, what if it's my birthday? Oh, my God, guys, it's Christmas. You so know? so it's safe to say you, you, you wake up with a, a lot of different emotions based on the current state of affairs. Yes? Yeah. Like, you know, obviously there are times where I feel like I'm in an all-time low, but depression or something like that in certain situations, I'm not going to feel great. I'm not going to be as motivated. You won't see me drawing a whole lot whenever that happens. You I see. So is that is that one of your hobbies you like to draw? Oh, yeah. Especially now that I'm in an 
like an advanced art class now. Oh, very nice. Yes, and I and I and I'm sure that if people could see your artwork, uh, they would simply say the same thing. You are very talented. You are very creative, and I do like your characters. Um, so let's get back to the emotions that you you have on a on a daily basis. Now, I understand. I'm your dad. I know that there's a lot of situations that are probably very challenging for you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about your special needs brother, Sebastian. So do you have all these emotions based on him? Specifically? I don't wake up, in all honesty, I don't wake up being happy because I think about my brother. Just throwing it out there. Sometimes I generally do, but for the main cause, it's not like I wake up thinking of it. I, I, he brings me joy. He brings me like complete and total anger and sadness most of the time. But he's a fun guy to be around. Not gonna lie. I mean, I for get, sure. I get pissed yeah. about him all the time. But he's a sweetheart, you know. Okay. So when you say you're you, you're frustrated and angry a little bit about, it, and you say it's not necessarily. About anything more than Sebastian, or is it not Sebastian? Is it it's Sebastian, or is it just your life in general where you're at? Or like as in... <laughs> well, you said you, you said you know, hey, I, I wake up sometimes really happy, sometimes really frustrated, sometimes really sad. Does Sebastian so- influence that? Yeah, he can. He I can wake up some days realizing that there's this really cool event for Sebastian. You know, there were a whole afterburn afterburn event that we did a while ago, like yeah. probably a year ago when sure. I was still playing instruments. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was. Waking up, and that was influenced by Sebastian. That was great. Being able to see Sebastian wear his eSight goggles in the past few days was really cool to think about. Right. There are times where I wake up, and like the second I see him, I really want to just like throw a table. At, you know, at him. Anywhere. I don't know. Well, Okay. Right. I, d- I don't – it really – he can't influence how I feel when I wake up. Well, I just, I of course. I mean I think I think that uh, any any sibling or any brother and sister can influence your moods and affect that, uh, not just the special needs community. But I think that anyone who's listening has a, a family that's, you know, completely healthy. I mean – and I, when I say completely healthy, um, I mean nobody's really completely healthy. I'm saying that your, your, your son or daughter is not challenged by any autistic spectrum, any type of disease – any type of uh, uh, neurological or impairment or some sort of dystrophy or some sort of handicap. But, Gage, do you really love your brother? Yeah, I genuinely love my brother. There's no other way to put it. Is he your friend? He's my buddy there. Okay, great. He's, He's my sibling. He's my friend. He's my buddy, you know. I probably act way more irrational around him than I should be sometimes, you know. Why is that? Probably because I'm so used to being around many other people who can do the things that he cannot. And whenever, most of the time actually, whenever I'm just not really wanting to do any of that, it really ticks me off, even though that's not very fair for him. Sure. So, so the limitations of your brother's daily activities frustrate you? Yeah, it, it can. I mean, that sounds really selfish of me, but most of the time while you see me mad when I'm talking to him is just because he can't really help it. 
he'll repeat himself. I, I can't, I can't, I can't stop that. He's gonna repeat questions, even if you tell him not to. He's gonna do it. He's gonna, he's gonna keep on firing back with another question. He's gonna get off topic. You know, he's gonna do things that obviously you know that normal people won't. But that's the whole thing. I, I get frustrated over something that he sometimes really can't control. Well, sure. I mean, what? How much do you really know about Batten disease, Gage? I probably know the bare minimum. I mean, I know a bit behind curtains. I don't know the whole genetics. All I know is that this is the Batten's gene in your whole DNA that is wrong, and that's the only reason why we have Batten's disease. I know that it's neurological. I know that it has many effects, such as what epilepsy, blindness. You can be impaired. You can end up in a wheelchair. Most of them do. You end up dying at a very young age, and it's it's not very fun at all to have. It's it's all I know really about Banzies is that we're working. They're working on a cure. Apparently, we can do this. I mean. From what I've heard in the past month, apparently we had funding, but now it's complicated, but now we're doing it. At least that's what I've heard between you, mom, and some other people. Um, I know that even if this works and uh, this can be essentially a quote-unquote cure, which it probably won't, will be, can't really save him. You know, I've, I don't remember the last time he was able to complete, like, a sentence and run around freely without, like, having the, uh, how do you put it, having the impairment of bad disease, besides recently, with the e-psych goggles, like, he could walk around the house now pretty normally after he gets used to them, probably. Right. I mean, back then, like, probably (laughs) a few days ago when he was here, before e-psych, he would have to sit right in front of the TV to be able to see anything. Yes. And now, when I walk in, he's just chilling on his bed all the way against the wall, and he, and he can see it. He can play games normally. You, you know, whenever I walk in, I'll see his character walking against the wall. Now he's pretty interactive. You know, he can actually see what the movie is doing. Right. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing piece of equipment. I, I'm very grateful to have had the opportunity to have the Foundation Project Sebastian fund that. And uh, I really uh, want to is thank you all the donors who uh, made that happen through events throughout the year. Gage, I I appreciate your candor and your honesty about uh, how you think and feel. So let's go back a little bit, okay? So I don't know. You were born in 2005. June 7th. Yes. It's a great month. June 7th. Yeah, summer baby. That's right. So uh, growing up in the house, um, when did you first notice that there was something going wrong with Sebastian, do you think? I don't really remember the specific time and place, but I think it was when he started having seizures. Right. Uh, That was the only thing wrong with him. I never really realized that he was blind or becoming blind for a while. So how did that make you feel, I mean, when you had uh, the seizures around you? What did you think? It was, you know, even now whenever he has seizures, I would probably 
comes sprinting down the stairs into the room. Well, let's talk about in the beginning of, of this whole thing. Did you did you understand? No. That, I'll cut you off right there. I'm sorry. I did not understand anything. All I knew is that Sebastian had this thing called, probably I used to say it back then, seizures. Epilepsy. Epilepsy. Right. I, I never knew any of that. All I knew is that Sebastian sometimes would go to sleep. That, that would probably be the best way I could comprehend it. <laughs> sometimes Sebastian would just pass out. Okay. And he could hit his head. And that's right. what he did one time, and it was pretty bad. One time, many times. He, he, if you see his face, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. It looks like Ryan Reynolds. Wow, that's a Deadpool. Big, that's Deadpool. A, wow, that's a big stretch. Yeah, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> he looks like Deadpool. I, I swear. Sometimes. He so really let likes. me ask you this: when when you saw your brother starting the progression of this epilepsy uh, uh, path, were you scared? Did you, cause you, did I never put in a lot of thought into it right? until like the whole – I think it was when I could really start comprehending it. Like was 11. anybody able to tell you anything? Were you were you confident? Were you scared? Did anybody... I was scared probably whenever it happened, but yeah. I didn't fully comprehend it. I don't think – Right. I bet you explained it to me at some point. So did mom probably at one point too. Somebody. I don't remember who, but I started being able to understand that Sebastian has seizures. Right. I probably did back in our first house area, back in like probably 2011. Sure. And how I know this is because I remember a specific event where Sebastian happened to um, run into a mailbox trying to go into the night while he began being it – get, it got very hard for him to see. That's probably around the oh. time where it started getting really bad. Yeah. And he took his scooter off in the pitch black darkness and ran right into a mailbox <laughs> – yeah, I was making dinner and I told him to stay inside and he just bounced. And yeah. I remember yeah, that like I, that. I, I think I remember I was like, you're blind, dude, you cannot see. Don't do this. And he ended up hitting a mailbox square right in like the nose, right in between his eyes. Well, you know, so how did you feel when your brother was like banging himself up? And there, there was there was there was a lot of times when I, you know, your mother and I would take you to the ER with us because it, we, we couldn't leave you alone because you were so little. Oh, obviously. What, what did you think about all that? Um, going to the ER was really scary because I know, I know about, like, death. Yeah. I, would, I couldn't really comprehend it as well back then as I do now, obviously, but I understood that whenever Sebastian got hurt, it was not good, <laughs> probably from my six-year-old, seven-year-old standpoint. I, that's why I was so terrified whenever Sebastian fell to the ground, starting to shake and unresponsive to anything. Yeah, because that's uh, that's really different in comparison. Right. It kind of reminds you of a horror movie at that point. Would you say that you guys were friends back then? Sebastian were, and I were plain brothers. You know, nothing really changed about epilepsy probably at that point, and blindness was barely even catching on. But did see not only your brother, but your friend hurt him. It, it must have had some effect on you, right? I, emotionally? Sure. It didn't really take any effect for a while. Because you... Because you... I didn't really care unless it actually happened, probably. I see. I, see. I, I, I thought he was just normal, besides certain instances, until, like, probably I was 10. Oh, so you thought... Him having seizures was just part of who he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, everybody's got that one quirk, I you see. know? I see. And, and and so let me ask you this. Today, currently, 2018, that's seven years later. You know, when, you're, when your brother has a seizure, what do you think now about all this? 
Oh my god, is he okay? Did he bang his head open again? So you you do care? Yeah, yeah. No, because when as it, much as I despise him sometimes, as, as you probably see, you see the a lot of experiences that we have where I'll just don't care, you know. But in that instance, where I know that there is life or death at stake, sometimes like you can really he can kill himself doing this. Sorry to bring in death to this, but it's it's very possible for him to get into a very serious injury that can well basically speed up a lot of his damage, which is well, bad. You know, it, it, it's it's. It's it's a pretty known fact that epilepsy does not kill the patient. It's usually the fall, um, yeah, head trauma, suffocation, um, that kind of stuff. So, but I I don't think I mean, do I really want to believe that you despise your brother? I don't. Or is this just at different times because you guys are just different times because we're still classic brothers. It's just that <laughs> it's just that one over here is in a what little... is the deal? Is it just that love hate relationship? Yeah, normal brothers. It's so just, so it's... that doesn't change no. your because because Sebastian has special needs. You still want to sock him in the face every once in a while. Yeah, but I don't do it because I know the I know the repercussions. The only time I've ever probably physically harmed him is either when I'm six years old and I pushed him or slapped him well that's not really true. or when I, I have, he's, I, I, when he's not any when he's really starting to strike at i him. have walked into the loft in this current house the two of you bloodied and beating the shit out of each other so it's, not bloody just yeah, faces red well there there's blood okay maybe not yours i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember blood i physically reprehend myself from socking him in the face reprehend yes there's the best way to put it i don't sock him in the face for the specific reason is because He's kind of like a zombie. He's strong as hell, but he's like – he's super weak. Okay, okay. It's, okay. That's the thing. All right. So what you're saying is that um, you didn't let his his uh, his disease change the fact of who you thought he was. That's your bro. You just fucking went with the flow and you said, yeah, whatever. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. It's my things. Get out of my room. That whole stuff just applies Kind of, yeah. I mean, if he, yeah, it's <laughs> good. Yeah, you know, nah, it's, it's. I mean, it's, it's, behind the whole messed up mind, I can't think sometimes mentality that Sebastian can have. He still has his own emotions. People don't think this a lot, but Sebastian still thinks in like a normal human. He's just slower, and he doesn't probably understand as much as a lot of other people. Is, is that what you think? Yeah, that's, that's what you see. That's what I see. So you, Sebastian still has his own personality. He's not just some robot that acts like a zombie all the time. Well, why, why are you defending him all of a sudden? Are you saying that, that you think that people may look at him differently? I mean... You think it, they're treating him differently? Yeah. I have seen some instances where people really just don't treat him the way that, you know, a special needs person should be treated, especially this kind of situation. And in your astute long term on this planet of 13 years how should a special needs child be treated versus a non-special child i mean for the most part they should be treated normally as a normal person but depending on what they need they should be helped they should people should understand that someone who's very slow with their thoughts can't comprehend as much as a normal other person i see so have you seen people kind of uh, in your opinion not be uh, nice to your brother yeah and how does that make you feel? Oh, man, it really just sucks. Yeah. I mean, I have done it too, but when you see someone else do it, it's really 
Oh, I see. Impactful. I see. It's annoying to so watch. So what it. you're saying is like when you treat uh, Sebastian, you know, as a brother, and yeah. then you see somebody do the same shit in the outside world, but it's you get a little bit pissed. Yeah, it's 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 quite hypocritical of me actually. No, I think it's just well, it's just that whenever someone tells him that. Like, he needs to, what do I, how do I put this, like, think differently and try to act way more differently than he's capable of doing. It's really annoying to hear that. Like, Sebastian can't control certain aspects. He can't think as fast. And whenever someone says that he needs to be smarter and calls him retarded, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a line that they're crossing. You know, like they've probably they're probably like a mile past that line at that point. That pisses you off. Yeah, no, it's it really makes you want to like sock someone at that point. You want to punch someone. That's so dumb. People shouldn't think that, but they do. Because I think it has to do with this generation. You know, Gage, do you have special needs friends outside of your brother? As a friend, uh. Do you know of anyone? Do you? Do you? Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know plenty. Yeah. I mean, not by like personality, but I know that there are many kids out there. No, I'm saying as personally. Personal. Personally, do you have any friends in the special needs community? No, I would not say I have. Besides one, one uh, that I'm not really a friend with anymore, but I was technically quote unquote friends with for probably like two years. Okay. Um, what was that person's dystrophy? Uh, I, th I forgot his name, but he was uh, this little kid who really could not speak at all. He, yeah. he had like a speech impediment. He couldn't talk. Okay. Incapable of doing so. He could only make noises like, ah, uh, or okay. like screeching. And he, he, it's, I think he had, um, I don't know how to talk about it, but like, just say he couldn't, he couldn't, I, I don't remember the name. Okay. He can't think as well as I'm saying. He doesn't make as much of rational thoughts as okay. others. So when you were so you were, when you were around him, did you have uh, a better patience and understanding and accepting because of your brother? No, probably no. probably because I knew him when I was younger, way younger. But I bet now I have way more of an understanding if I went. If I were to go back to that moment, I mean, obviously I knew that he was different and I bet I did something yeah. to like cope with that. But I bet I just treated him like a normal other person. So I probably got pretty mad at his whole thing. Well, but I mean, now I definitely do see him actually every now and again. I don't talk to him because he won't even talk to anybody. He doesn't notice anybody. He rides around in his scooter, which is kind of weird of the parents to let him out and he just rides around without any supervision. Well, I mean, you have to understand every parent is different gauge and everybody allows their children, whether they're uh, healthy or not, or special needs or not their own way. Okay. You're allowed to ride on your bike. I mean, obviously it's, it's one of those things where people trust. Yeah. So well, he probably thinks like to not do anything dumb. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. So, Let's go back to your one of your emotions. And earlier in the show, you had mentioned that uh, you were a little bit frustrated and angry 
uh, about current situations. So what do you think when I ask you the question, do you feel jealous of your older brother? Not anymore, but really, probably 2016, 2017. Yeah. Right. Actually, no, throughout most of my childhood. Okay. Almost all of it. I probably I am I was very jealous. Not probably. I was very jealous. Why? Because here's the thing. I uh, in an older house I used to live with. Sure. My mom's house. Yep. Uh, I uh, I did chores, and I I helped around the house. I see. And I did stuff for them because you know you just help out the house because sure. that's that's what you're supposed to do if you're going to live there. You should help out at some point. Right. But. I realized that Sebastian could basically just leave, live the high life. You know, he didn't have to do much. And that made me extremely jealous how I had to go outside and scoop up dog poop or some dumb stuff and, like, take out the trash um, or just help with dishes, normal stuff. But he could just stay in the game room and play Wii all day. So you're saying that, that he guys, was treated like a king. So you guys were treated king. differently. Yeah, different. And you were thinking that maybe he's treated differently because of his uh, his condition. Yeah, that that's it's not it's not a maybe. It's definitely because of a yes. It's because that he can't do as much as me. Obviously, it's not like he can go out there and see the shit that's just on the floor there. Uh, but like, you know, when so he, was he was he able to do things more so than you was yeah. he was he given more than you yeah he wasn't as disciplined like you basically i see Check and, off and that upset questions. you yeah th yeah that got me really angry i see how i had to live like a stricter life i guess i mean still very lenient but right very but sebastian but you you, you're, sa more. you're saying that that as his brother he didn't have to do most of the things that you were required to do living in a normal household. So he was basically said he doesn't have to do anything. And that pissed you off. So Yeah, you, so, it, it made me feel pretty upset. So that caused what? some Maybe some resentment towards your brother? Yeah, over time I, I became probably more of a bully to my brother after a while. I would probably put it best as that. Really? I started treating him not like my brother. Well, more like a brother who is constantly annoying me, brother. Not like a, hey... He's like this because of this. Understand that. Right. I started treating him more like you're gonna you're gonna not do anything, but I have to do a lot more. No, no, I don't want to do that. And that's rude of me to think that. That's pretty self centered. Um, and I thought of that for a while, a while. Nowadays, if I'm angry at him, I'm just annoyed by, you know, simple stuff that I should understand at this point that he's going to repeat things. I mean, yeah, you might tell him the answer once or twice, but he's going to come back for a third time. Sure. You know, so, I should understand that he's repetitive. So you're, so these, uh, these feelings, this anger and resentment towards your brother, um, and the, the, the obviously you're saying now, and, and this is what I, I've talked to other families here, you were basically treated differently. Because you're the healthy one, so you can do all the things you're supposed to do. And the, and the sickly child doesn't have to do anything. And you watch him get all these rewards without having to earn it. Yeah. How, how, does, that, um, how does that relationship work with your, your family? Did you have you know, a little bit of issues 
yeah. with your mother and father? Yeah. Okay. I had a lot. Okay. Like once um, – I don't want to get into personal stuff because that, that's that's something that I'd like to keep from keep away from like a general sure. open audience. But sure. I started getting really just done with everything. I, I didn't want to do anything. I started just not really – I just started lying to everybody, even to you. For a long time, I really did not want to care. I didn't – I don't think it was mainly because of my brother, but he played a whole big part in it because I was re- extremely jealous. Oh, he didn't have to do a whole lot of that stuff because he's special needs. So you needed to act out to get something. Basically, to get attention, I, I had to do other things to sure. get the attention. That right. That was probably my mindset, okay. which is – really stupid but i didn't know how to like say hey what can i do can can i get some love here you know instead of saying that i decided to do other stuff like i started my grades throughout most of my grade school years were terrible i could not say anything else sure i i was a quote smart kid maybe but i didn't do schoolwork i lied about my schoolwork I, most of the time, I didn't even try to do it. I didn't learn a whole lot of curriculum. I misbehaved during class. And, and this was all stemmed from the fact that you needed attention. Attention because you, you were having some resentment and some issues with your brother and your family members about not you – weren't, you weren't feeling like you were there, like you're not important enough. Yeah. Okay. So how did that affect your relationship with Sebastian? Whew. It, it – I mean – it's not as different as it was before, but sure. it was I, it was definitely a more toxic relationship, I would say. Right. Like, you know, once I started not treating him as well as usual or not being as nice to him, even though, you know, there was no point in getting angry at him because um, he didn't he didn't really know what he was doing. Okay. He just got it because whatever. I can play video games, so I can play video games. He started also having... A lot more anger issues, which led to fights between the two of us. Sure. Um, a lot of anger and just... just. Um, so here you are around 9, 10, 11. You're frustrated. You have some issues dealing with resentment towards not only Sebastian, but your entire family. Because everybody's trying to make Sebastian's life better. And you're feeling left out, and you resort to, you know, basic drama of lying yeah. and basically causing scenes to where you need attention, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're saying that your relationship with your brother kind of dipped a little bit. A little. And uh, your relationship with your mother suffered. Uh, your relationship with your stepfather suffered. I feel like the relationship that suffered the most was definitely my mom. Sure. It it really did take a toll on the whole thing. Right. Now, I got I got to tell you that uh, our relationship suffered during that time as well. I I really was not trustworthy. I was not. I, I was no, you weren't. Very no, you weren't. But but I was cons- I I was probably the basic definition of a brat at that point. I bet. I yeah, super like on that that fucking word right there. Yeah. Um, no, but you know, if if. If you're listening out there and you're you're nodding your head because you're playing the tapes back about how your family is reacting to your special needs child, uh, I am too. I am completely 
just mesmerized with Gage's account and his uh, his understanding of his own emotions. And the thing, the thing, Gage, I want to point out to you that 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 it's extremely important for me to not only edify what you're saying because you know I played a part in that, and I understand that that roles sometimes are skewed or missed. Uh, interpreted, misguided, you know, because there's really no fucking handbook on how to be a father or a mother or a step parent. There's there's really no handbook on how to do that. Mm-hmm. And that you add in challenges, you know, other than family life, like you have a special needs child who needs attention, who needs feedings and uh, uh, schooling and you know sight, you know, vision wear. Well, wheelchairs and all that stuff, and it, it it you basically forget, yeah, about everybody else, and it's really hard sometimes to include everybody because you're so worried and you're so pulled into that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? He's sick. He's sick. He's sick. He's gonna die. He's gonna die, and it's just a fucking blanket of like this, <sighs> like you can't see anything except that child. Yeah. So is that how you felt? Pretty much. Yeah. So what changed? I went through a big cycle of just hate um, sadness, uh, with my mom, which didn't go very well. It, it, it was terrible because I just, I was not, it was, I was basically, when, whenever someone would try to talk to me, I would not say anything. You know this, I just freeze, right? Yeah. I remember, uh, quite a few periods that you just were very quiet. I was basically a ticking time bomb at that point, and and I practically exploded. Around the winter of 2016, uh, January 2017 probably, um, or 2018, I don't know, I bounced from one of my houses, as I'll put it. I left. Sure. I left for around 100 days probably, 90-something, three months. And I came back for reasons that I should not have. And cycle repeated, cycle repeated. And I decided uh, over the time to start doing therapy. Thank you to the guy sitting right next to me. Brought me into that. Met an amazing woman, Suzanne Holmes. Um, She really helped. I mean, obviously I was quiet and uh, still really awkward at first, as I still am. Uh, But... You know, it, it helped me cope and understand emotions way more, you know. Learn not to just be upset because of one single reason. There has to be a reason to everything most of the time. I learned to understand things, to learn how to think through it for the most part. Um, and I, I tried one last time. I went to therapy with uh, certain people. Uh, that did, ended up not working, so I went to counseling for a few times. Uh, didn't work either, so I was fed up. 
I uh, had a big argument with them uh, in a text chat, and I ended up just saying I'm staying away. So, Gage, um, you're telling you're telling us that basically, uh, you know, you had to grow up so fast, and and I wanna I wanna point that out to you. You're you're extremely mature for someone who's 13 years old, and uh, that's a positive and a negative in my opinion. Yeah, I apologize for forcing you to to learn about this and and have this 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 type of lifestyle. But then again, I'm grateful for it because you're you are so intelligent and so amazed at how much you have grown and you have this self-knowledge and self-realizations about what you don't want in your life versus what will work and what you can't have. And a lot of us don't get that <laughs> until like our early to mid 20s. I mean, I was a I was a fucking drunk until I was 26 and then I finally got my shit together. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. But um, so you're going through these challenges. You had these aha moments. Uh, you were working on relationships in, inside the other home. And these were all stemmed from your brother. Yes? Yeah. Okay. So then you, you sought to get help in the therapy and in counseling at school. And you're saying that that has worked for you? Yeah, definitely. Okay. The, the whole therapy is amazing. Yeah. I didn't think I could handle emotions. I didn't think I could speak out my opinions. Sure. Uh, until I started doing therapy. it uh, It's kind of like a huge change to my life. Uh, I can... I feel way more confident than I did before. You know, I don't freeze up whenever I need to talk to someone, I believe as much as I probably would have, I, I feel so much better. Like when you're, when you're not going to therapy and you're just this time bomb of anxiety, sadness, anger, hate, whatever emotion that you're just bottled up with. And like, it's, it's nothing very positive and you really just need to let it out before it has some serious effects on your life. Just therapy is the way to go. You know, I, 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 I can attest to that. I mean, you have de- erupted quite a few times before we uh, suggested therapy to you. And uh, that was, you I know. I think I'm just like this little, I think whenever I do, I think, I, I, I believe I'm just this, I'm either, <laughs> I just turn into this quiet little ball of tears or I like, I sob or I get really angry. Just right, but but you see, those you, three. you you took some action, and you got some help, and although you're you're really knee deep in the middle of this journey, let's say, with your relationships, yeah. you're saying that this has been a really great step towards your understanding about who you are dealing with your special needs person. Yeah. I mean, I've learned to understand Sebastian as a whole, like not like the whole gene and the whole Batten's disease, but uh, I feel like I've been able to cope with him a lot more, understand him way more, talk with him way more. And this whole e-site 
goggles thing makes him look like RoboCop. <laughs> like you would even know what RoboCop is. You're 13 and it's 2018. So? Would you Google that? This kid Googles everything. Careful, everybody. He's listening. I'm smart, I swear. So, Gage, you're telling you're telling us and you're telling me that the um, what it's like now for you is you have a better understanding, not only of yourself but of your special needs person because you you've taken the time to invest in someone else besides yourself. A little bit. Yeah, I would say so. And, and and since you found out this information and you're starting to what you said you had a little bit more patience and understanding about Sebastian and others that are going through uh, these types of illnesses. By the way, uh, what you don't know, all my podcast listeners, is that there is a special needs community at Rancho Pico. And Gage uh, has often been told, can he, will he help? And he's always done that. And I want to say that he would have done that regardless of having a special needs brother or sister in his life. But I think that when you have a special needs person in your family, and even though you treat each other like fucking shit, I think that when you see that on the outside that has no relation to you, I think that you act accordingly. And I am super proud of you, Gage, for helping those children at your school. So, you know, when you've gone through this, this I guess this transformation, if you will, uh, this is where you're at right now. You're in a period of understanding. And do you, do you think that you have a little bit more love for your brother? Yeah, definitely. I'd say I love him probably more than ever besides when we were like, five and six and we didn't have a care in the world right um uh, it's way different now than it was before but i feel like i can love him a lot more than i probably did a few years ago you think it's better now for him for, for you for me in my in like right now it's probably the best i've been in a few years okay. as well i i've okay. never felt better okay so so how so we're gonna wrap this up for our listeners, but how how do you get to that point? I mean, you know what what made you get to that that change that that transformation? What can you tell our listeners right now? If there's anything you could tell these people, how to do it? What would you recommend to everybody listening? As a as a special needs sibling, whether they have a brother, a sister, a family member, dad, mother, uncle, sister, stepdad, stepmom. What would you suggest to people in your age group? Oh, that's a lot of pressure on me to do. Like how to cope? Sure. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can do it. You can do it in every which way. Your way, my way. You know. But well, here, you see, you see, here's you, the you best. Need, you need to tell the listeners what the way is or share how you did it. Like if you, if you simply said – I'm going to offer my unsolicited advice, but I'm asking you to share with us. If you could tell the listeners a couple things of what to do if somebody was in your shoes, how would you get to this point of understanding where you are today? Oof. Um, how I did it, I would probably say I took time to understand it way more. Uh, 
think about it way more. Don't just dive right into it. Are you talking about the disease? The disease. Okay. Learn about, try to understand what works and doesn't work for you when you're around them. Try to understand that, hey, they might not understand you. Try to just understand way more. The way that I feel like I was able to cope with my brother way more is just through experience and the other experiences outside of him, you know, out of like just doing other things, like learning through other relationships, I was able to take that into the whole thing with my brother and his special needs and just be more patient. You know, you got to take it way slower than you think you have. You can. I'm mean, sure you might be on this race, but it's not going to get any better if you're not understanding anything or not being able to cope with them or not being able to explain anything with them. You, sh- you really got to take time to understand, to learn about what works for them and what works for you, what I, you I, can do and what they can do and what you guys can do together. And I guess that along that way, you're going to have to take the time and the patience and love and the understanding to actually learn about yourself, yes? Yeah, that's that's definitely what I did. I I, I went from being this stubborn brat to having a whole lot of experience in learning about myself other than just my brother. Learning through what I can do to better myself, it was able to end up helping both me and my brother and the people around me. I feel like through my experiences and going to therapy, it really helped me to just calm down and take more time to understand. Again, it it, sure. it just it helps. Sure. You you really gotta just cope with it in your own way. Right. But not in like a really bad one as an example. Don't like just tell them to shut up, you know. If some if they have something that bothers you, just mellow. Alright. Yeah. I've I cannot have enough times where my only response to him repetitively asking me, What's your favorite video game or what kind of movie is your favorite? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite Marvel movie? Who's your favorite character? Have I just respond with negatively saying no? And okay, stop. <laughs> and, and shut up. Right. So you're saying that that the the less you do of that, the better you will be. The more time you just take. Patience. Patience. There. Acceptance. There's the key word. Acceptance. Patience. It's 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 something that you really need to learn to understand this, to cope with it. You know, if you don't have any patience going into a special need child, then you either got to learn some or you really need some help because it's, it's a whole different world when you're with them. So, Gage, I want to tell you that uh, I'm super proud of you. This is a huge step towards helping other special needs families uh, understand and how to cope uh, with your special needs brother or sister. And uh, I just wanted to say that you are truly uh, one amazing kid. And for 13 years old, 
you got a lot more insight than a lot of my friends in their 40s, bro. So kudos to you, my man. Up top. All right. Thank you. You're very welcome. So uh, one last thing. The holidays are here. Oh, that's oh, yeah. right. Yeah, we got Thanksgiving rolling in. I get two days off of school, guys. Yeah, it feels great. Now, listen, I know you already told everybody what's the one thing that, or two things that they can do to help you. So right now I want you to take a few seconds here and just kind of plug whatever you want to plug, whatever you're working on, whatever you want to talk about. I'm going to give you the microphone for one minute. Go. Is it like 60 seconds timer? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it's usually how much time is it a minute? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Great. 50 seconds. Let's go. Um, I mean, I have an art account on Instagram, but it's really been just a wasteland. I want to revive it because okay. now I've what's been drawing the, uh, more than ever. What's the tagger? Ever. What's the line? Oh, I hate this username, but here what, it is. What is it? At Lord Squishy Supreme, each and every single start of that is a Lord capital. Squishy Supreme, everybody, on the gram. That's Instagram, at Lord Squishy Supreme. It's exactly how you fucking sound it. It spells the same. <laughs> and that's where they'll find your current artwork? Yeah, but I haven't posted anything recent, but I will end up doing that in the coming weeks. But you've been you've been doing a lot of work with class, and you've been uploading to an account. What's that called again? Uh, Seesaw. It's, uh, it's a classroom kind of thing where all the art students in our program right, post right, to their right. sketchbook entries, which we have yes. to do weekly. Is that a public forum? Or? No, it's not. It's not like Reddit or anything like that. It's oh, it's like you need a code to get in there, which I okay. shall not share because that's, that's <laughs> not okay. Okay, so what we're saying. Expelled. So I guess what you have to start doing to maybe get some people to follow you is maybe put some more artwork from maybe Seesaw onto Lord Squishy Supreme. Yeah. 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 All right. I mean, apparently, uh, when I when I kind of abandoned the account for a while because I stopped drawing altogether, but then I went into my art class and I started drawing again. I didn't even post anything for like. A th- I haven't posted anything as well. We're probably coming up on three and a half months since my last one. Right. And apparently <laughs> I gained 16 followers. I passed 103 wow. the other day, which is cool. 100 followers, people. Uh, that means that you might want to check it out. I have a YouTube, but I don't want to tell that okay. out loud. That's fine. Whatever. We'll get to YouTube in, in a few. All right. Gage? Yes. It's my pleasure. Uh, not only as your father, but uh, as – You've been a great guest, and I appreciate your time. So I just wanted to say thank you for coming out and joining us on the Project Sebastian podcast. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You just got scammed by a 13-year-old. Scammed? That's great. Yeah. Okay. He's kidding. And we'll be right back. And we're back, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this show, the Project Sebastian uh, podcast, uh, where we had Gage Valona out here, my son, dealing with uh, his special needs person in, the, in his life, uh, Sebastian Valona, uh, for the namesake of Project Sebastian. Uh, it's always awesome to hear the insight that you never get to hear um, in and out of life or in therapy. So I... Uh, <laughs> must say I was hit with a lot of stuff that I did know and a lot of stuff I didn't know uh, but I'm not mad I'm actually grateful to have heard the insight and to you know get some great 
new ideas on on what it's like to be a 13 year old uh, inside of the uh, the family dynamic of a special needs. So I'm really appreciative. So uh, thank you once again for listening. I want to thank, uh, of course, Ship Offers, getting Ship done. Check them out on the web. Uh, all your needs for creating anything from just basic shipping labels or businesses. And Blue Media, uh, one of the leaders in fabrication of all your needs. Um, uh, currently working with the NFL. Um, as well as now, we'll be partnering up with eSight. Uh, eSight.com. Please check them out and go to Project Sebastian, and we will try to uh, take care of your needs through that. We'll get you a promo code soon. Uh, let's not forget the upcoming stuff. We've got Day of Wellness 2 in the desert. That's right. December 15th of all my Arizona fans out there, Chandler, Arizona at Atlas Performance Training Centers, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., where we'll be having uh, a boot camp challenge, car show, bounce house, face painting, music, food, and uh, raising some much-needed awareness for Batten disease in the desert. I know we have a couple families out there suffering from CNL7 uh, and 6 and I think 3, but I have to check my facts on that. But please come on out and uh, have a great time with us. We would love to see you. And... That's it, guys. I am exhausted uh, being a dad, listening to your kid talk about this stuff. Holy Jesus, man. Oh, man. Uh, So thank you for listening, and I will definitely see you on the next episode of the Project Sebastian Podcast. Goodbye.